0: welcome to the flow with faith podcast here we connect heal and expand deeper into our truth i am your host faith lawrence and i thank you for being here blessings beautiful people i'm so grateful to be joining you for another episode this week's is going to be a little bit on the heavier side of things Not the most exciting or glamorous topic, but it is something that I feel that really needs to be discussed right now. Especially having a very, very eye-opening experience on my most recent travels. And we're going to be going into all of this in today's episode. So stick around if you would like to hear all about how to stay safe while traveling and the real dangers of human sex trafficking. So it really is so awesome to be able to travel and it's so fun to visit new places and cities and new environments i was just in miami florida for a dear friend's wedding and it was truly an amazing experience but within this whole trip there was an incident that was extremely extremely eye-opening for myself as well as my boyfriend so yeah uh, the unfortunate truth of this whole human sex trafficking issue within our world today is is that in and of itself it's a huge issue and it's something that's actually on the rise and it's increasing an in alarming amount and as awesome as it is to travel unfortunately a lot of tourists are targeted by some really low-life people. So Miami is actually a hub for organized crime rings, and I did a little research. It's actually one of the top three cities for human sex trafficking. And this is something that can happen in any city to anyone, even in what we consider to be safe places, can still happen and this is a topic that I feel should be talked about in school and it needs to be taught and awareness needs to be spread because as I mentioned it unfortunately is a largely growing industry so what is it what is human sex trafficking anyway it's essentially prostitution against one's will and because it is growing so exponentially, it's now a $100 billion industry, and this is worldwide. And since 2018, cases have rose over 40%, and it is one of the largest criminal industries. And in only one year, there were 41,000 different reports, and this was in 2018, and these were only the reported cases so imagine how many were not recorded it's something that i feel really passionately about sharing at this point um having a really close encounter and a major scare a uh, slight trauma from this whole this whole situation that i'll be i'll be sharing later in this episode um and it, Yeah, I just, I want to share as much as I can, because this is something that's in the darkness, but there are so many women and children and men even out there who need help, who are in these situations. And there's so many that are in the spotlight and being watched or followed or in these situations that are so close to them being sold and trafficked. So it's up to us to spread awareness and talk about these things. So how does it even happen? And usually it's a case of abduction. You hear someone going missing. Otherwise it's usually being pimped out and controlled in everyday life. And a lot of the time they're just doing this on the side because it's their only option and their life depends on it or their family's life. And it's it's really sad. And a lot of the time these brothels that are being run by really high profile figures are that's the case so these are state senators lawyers doctors even cops and celebrities are in on this which makes it extremely hard to pinpoint and actually do anything proactive about the situation So where does it even happen? It usually happens in residential brothels and escort services and massage parlors and strip clubs, but it can happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere. For me, it happened in broad daylight in the middle of the city, a very busy tourist city. So it can literally happen anywhere. Who? Who do they target? Who do these traffickers look for? Kids are usually the most susceptible since they are so innocent and naive and vulnerable, but a large percentage are actually adults. 74% actually that um, humans that are trafficked are adults. And the average age is 27, but it ranges between 19 sometimes as early as like 12 13 14 to 23 years old that's the average age a lot of the time when kids are involved involved in these trafficking situations a lot of the time the child is actually born into it because one of the victims maybe gets impregnated and so this child is actually born into the lifestyle and a lot of the time it's really poor families, and they're doing this for money, and they're offering their kids for this lifestyle, which is, there's truly no words to even summarize how fucked up that actually is. And a lot of the time, the trafficker will promise these families a lot of money, or, you know, better opportunity, living situation, jobs, etc. So 51% of all victims are Recruited into trafficking by a family member. And the scary side of this whole thing is most law enforcement, you know, people who are supposed to be stopping this are specifically just looking for kids. They're not concerned about anyone else. So if it is an adult that's in this situation, they're much less likely to be found. The U.S. is one of the largest countries for trafficking, and there are some states who are kind of known for um, the most and the worst for trafficking, and I'll kind of list these off from worst to least. So the top being California, Georgia, Florida, Michigan, Nevada, the lesser being Illinois, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Washington. These are the states that are known for trafficking, but, you know, just because these states aren't listed, it doesn't mean that it's not happening. As I mentioned, it can happen anywhere. But all of these cities are close to airports, and they have major interstates that are easily accessible, which allows them to, allows the, um, Allows them to transport their victims easily. So why why is this industry even growing so much? I feel that it, a lot of it is because of the internet. Also, this you know pandemic, people are you know more vulnerable, susceptible. People are out more partying. Um, I feel like between the pandemic and the internet, dating sites, social media, these are these are the reasons as to why it has grown so much and you know as far as the internet there are people pretending to be someone they're not to just to get close to somebody and whatever so this usually occurs in a lot of popular places like venues sporting events shopping malls busy cities especially touristy areas and with younger kids, it's a little different. Uh, they will often go to foster families or find an unstable home situation and try to be, be a father figure, right? So one in four runaway kids actually becomes a victim of trafficking, which is devastating. So once they're a victim, like what happens? They are usually shipped overseas in, in illegal an illegal prostitution ring. And then the trafficker is the one making the money. They're selling them. The victim is forced to oblige. They, you know, it can be in basements. It can be in sketchy restaurants and bars. There are brothels actually being operated underground with like a fake business front. And a lot of the time, these victims are held hostage. They're injected forcefully with drugs, fed alcohol, And, you know, force and abuse is used upon them. They are beat, um, threatened to kill, threatened to kill their family. And then they also use emotional manipulation. So they do this by, like, taking videos, or maybe it starts with a promiscuous photo shoot, you know, some sexy pictures, whatever. But they use these videos and later take them performing acts, and then they threatened to use it as blackmail if, you know, the victim wants to say anything. So this is where the traffickers have their victims pay off that debt from, you know, all those things they bought during the grooming process or whatever that looked like. Oh, so story time. Yay. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I'm literally so grateful to still be alive. Um, like I literally could be tied up or dead right now or abused, beaten. And I just have to preface by saying I am so grateful to still be here right now recording this podcast because it's truly a blessing. I've never had such a close encounter with such a dangerous situation in my life. Uh, And I'm incredibly grateful to still be here right now. Um, So basically... My partner and I were just walking down the street. It was like a normal Friday. We were in Miami, South Beach specifically. We were only five blocks away from our Airbnb. This was in the middle of the day, broad daylight. As I mentioned, I think it was like one o'clock. And we are just walking down the street and there was this homeless man who got my boyfriend's attention and he was, you know telling this whole story and it really wasn't making sense. You know, Victor was like trying to understand this man and he's a very selfless, compassionate human, my partner. And he really just tries to give everyone the opportunity to share their story and, you know, see if he's in a place to, to help out and give them what they need. And that's, that's essentially what he was doing was, you know, hearing this guy's story, seeing how he could help him yada, yada, right? So this guy's telling this whole elaborate story. It's really not making any type of logical sense whatsoever. He's kind of mumbling. He's talking so low. Victor's just leaning closer and closer into his field, trying to understand and make sense of what he's saying. But the longer he goes on, the less and less sense it begins to make. I'm standing there about a foot from Victor's side, just kind of trying to understand this man. And, you know, he's mumbling, he's like, yeah, you know, my, my wife and my kids, and there was this, there was this building, and it was, you know, burning down, and, like, I'm just, you know, my wife, my wife ain't as beautiful as yours, but, like, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, like, and he just kept going on and on, and I'm just, like, giving the, I'm giving Victor the eye at this point, like, let, let's go, you know, because I wasn't going anywhere, and, um, the conversation, and, It was just getting weirder and weirder the longer we stood there. So it's been about like 30 seconds at this point. And so as they're talking, I'm just kind of looking around and looking at my surroundings. And all of a sudden, this white Fort Transit van pulls up on the curb, pulls up on us super fast i mean in the blink of an eye and then i look and there's two guys standing outside of it with sunglasses on just staring dead at us i mean staring at the whole conversation that was happening at the whole situation just standing there and this all happened within literally the blink of an eye. And once I saw them standing there simultaneously, a couple was crossing the street right in front of the van. And they were both had their heads turned completely looking at us as they were crossing the street, like looking like this looks a little, you know, sus. Right. So when this happened, I, it's like a light bulb went off and I realized like this was a little suspect. And right when I had that realization, this homeless man says to Victor, yeah, you know, you, you'd probably, you'd probably try to beat my ass if, you know, I, I snatched your woman and threw her in this van. And I mean, as soon as he said that, I grabbed his arm and I was like, it's time to go. And he was like, what you grabbing his arm for? Like, blah, 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 blah. And so I pulled him at this point and started walking away. And he then proceeded to follow after us. And Long story short, we are safe now. We got away from the situation, thankfully. Um, but all of that to say, it happened so fast. I actually have never seen anything happen as fast as this did. As far as the van pulling up, these guys there, you know, uh, him getting Victor's attention. I mean, clearly it was all a setup, right? All a scan. These guys probably paid off this homeless man, gave him some drugs. Who knows, right? For a distraction to try to snatch these women off the streets. So I say this just to bring awareness. It was a very, very extremely scary situation. I'm sure it I can't even imagine the extent of what it could have, you know, gone to. I all I can say is that I'm so grateful that it didn't, that you know, we realized we got away from it safely. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I do feel so called now to spread more awareness on this because, I mean, I was just so distraught and, like I said, slightly traumatized for the rest of the day just thinking these these fucking people are still out here doing this, like literally abducting people off the streets of Miami in broad daylight. Not just Miami, this is happening worldwide. So uh, I think it's really important to start being even more aware of these things and really having your eyes peeled and, you know, looking if something, if a situation doesn't look right, it it probably isn't. Our intuition is so accurate and it's so powerful. And on that note, as you know, we're standing there, all this is occurring before he said this sketchy statement about throwing me in the van, you know, my heart, it started palpitating, like beating really, really hard when I saw the couple look and I realized this is all really sus looking and my heart, it just started racing. And, you know, I have, I've shared videos and stuff in the past about like our heart's intuition and intelligence and you know our heart can sense the energy field long before we can consciously you know our minds can make sense of it our hearts are attuned and tapped into energies surrounding us so that in that moment that's what I was tapping into was my my body's Warning me of, hey, this is not good. This is a very bad, dangerous situation. It's time to get away. So, I'm very grateful to be like attuned and connected to that. And I share this to encourage you to strengthen your intuition and listen to that voice, listen to that nudging, because it can literally save your life, and it saved mine. And I'm so thankful. I can't stop thinking that. I can't stop saying that and thanking God. Um, And yeah, I just will continue to speak on this spread more awareness. My heart goes out to every single person that has survived these situations, that have been in these situations. And, you know, I I truly know and believe that the more we talk about these things and are aware of them, that we can make a difference and we can put a stop to it. So that is essentially... (laughs) all this podcast episode is about is just sharing the importance of staying aware of your surroundings and staying attuned and connected with your inner guidance, with your intuition. It is a God-given gift. Uh, and yeah, just, and you know, not being in fear, just being aware. So I really hope that this was informative and I Strongly encourage you to just be careful and be cautious whether you're traveling in a new city or you're in your hometown. Like I said, it can happen anywhere. It's one of those, oh, that'll never happen to me type of situations, right? So I thought, but it can happen to anybody, anywhere, anytime. So be observant of your surroundings always and use discernment. Don't trust anybody. Stay on guard, not to the point that you let it inhibit your ability to like live and enjoy life, right? But just being aware. So these people are out here and it's, it's a very real thing. As I mentioned, these government officials operating these brothels and running this stuff, it, it's really hard. It can be super hard to pinpoint. So just spreading more awareness is what we need. And it it could be happening to anyone and you might not even know. So we got to be aware and please, 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 please practice strengthening your intuition because it's such an important gift and tool that we have access to. So thank you so much for listening to this slightly traumatizing story. (laughs) I hope it was informative and educational and yeah, just keep spreading awareness, stay aware and stay blessed. Keep on riding these waves. Mm-hmm. Blessing.